Welcome to another sick podcast, Anvil Show. This time is a special edition. Sitting here next to the GM, Mr. Chris Ballard. Sir, welcome to our studio. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for having me in. Awesome. Yeah. Glad to have you aboard, man. Yeah, I know know you're pressed for time, so this is a blessing, so we're going to get right into it, sir. So with my first question, I'll just start with new year, new look. What position group are you really excited about this year? Well, look, I mean, of course, of course, the quarterback position. We've had a lot of change there. Drafting of Anthony, bringing in Gardner, you know, another year of Sam Ellinger of experience. It'd be fun to watch that group compete um, and watch them. You know, we've been really impressed. Like, Gardner, Gardner's a pro and knows how to operate and move the football, which is important. But you've got a really young, rare talent in Anthony that it's fun to watch. You got to see some of the flash plays of him today. Um, it's gonna, he's got a ways to go because he's so young and he's got to you know, keep, keep getting better each day. But that's one that's going to be, I think, fun for all of us to watch and, and the progression through the, not only through, the, through this offseason, I mean through the preseason, but also through the season. So I'm going to caveat that before I kick it to my guys. My, my, another question I had was, is there a mold of a player currently in the league that you see in Anthony, or is he just such a unique talent with his potential? I don't – it's hard to compare. I don't like comparing because – but, you know, he's a unique talent. I mean, I would, you know, Josh – I remember when Josh Allen was coming out, some of the similar traits that Josh had. I'm not saying he's Josh now. Um, but it's similar. I mean, they got, they're both big, athletic guys that have very powerful arms. Um, and, you know, there was some rawness to Josh's game when he came out. Um, that, and I think you've seen the progression of Josh through his career. So it'll be, it'll be fun to watch Anthony in that way. Absolutely. All right, Pat, we'll go kick it to you. Go ahead, Costa. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, just to break up the monotony a little bit, Chris, uh, some of our fans would probably like to know, what are some things you did this offseason that you really enjoyed? <laughs> like well i mean we we went on vacation to wisconsin unfortunately my wife tore a hamstring water skiing so that's oh, a whole other story that. uh, look my off seasons deal with my kids i mean that's where my time goes so you know i've got a daughter that goes to baylor she's home for the summer getting to spend some time with her my son went to kansas where he's going to play um it's fun following him my youngest son's a plays football and golf cash and um so my time goes to them sunny rain all our children um that's where most of my time is spent you know in the off season awesome when you evaluate players for the draft has that system of yours changed with the new coach what he likes what he doesn't like and how do you Edge him to more to somebody that you like over somebody he likes. We all right. That's a great question. And that's part of the, I think, the art of scouting. Because look, we're not drafting for our egos. We're drafting, and we're not drafting to, to be right over the coaches. We're drafting players that they feel fit their system, that'll make it go. And so, the more time we get to spend with them the more we understand what type of players they like, what they want at each position, and how they want them to, to operate. Um, and that was fun this offseason, to get to listen to Shane and Jimbo um, and Sperano. What do they like in each position? What are the things they're looking for? And the more, more time you spend with them, um, the more you understand what they want. Like the one thing we rarely do 
and I tell our scouts this all the time, it's our job to make the coaches see it through our eyes. And if, if we can't do that, then we're just not going to take the player. Let's, let's make sure we're taking players that they feel good about, we feel good about their fitness system, how we're going to use them. That ups the ante of the success rate. Um, it doesn't mean we don't disagree. No, we disagree. Um, but And there's guys that Shane will like that I don't that I'll say, okay, show me what you see. And we'll do the same thing on the other side. Like, they don't like them, okay, show me what you see. And if we can't come to an agreement, then usually we just either we wait till later in the draft or we just bypass that player. Has there been any players that you've ever you felt in your heart could be the next big thing on the field that you went ahead and let slip through the draft because of the way you handle with your coaches and, and the staff? It's it's not like I tell our scouts and staff this all the time. Like don't like the to me the draft is the elim we're eliminating the players that don't fit us. Doesn't mean they're not going to be good players. There's going to be players that go play elsewhere that are real, but they just don't fit us. Um, and don't worry about them. Worry about the ones we actually bring in the building, and let's be right on them. Um, so sure, there's there's guys that there's always going to be players that go play on other teams. They just weren't fits for us, and that's okay. That's normal through the league. But if you have, like, if you're choosing from too many, like, what'll happen on draft day is if you have too many players. Then your then your your mind gets numb and you can't make a decision, and so we have it mapped out, 155 to 170 players on the board, and it usually just peels off exactly like, you know, we got them lined up. Every once in a while there'll be an outlier like Josh Downs. I would tell you we we really like Josh Downs in the draft and had him a little higher than when we took him. So, like when Josh Downs came available in the third, like he stuck out like a sort, like we were going to take him. It wouldn't have mattered who was there. He was the highest guy ranked, and he's the guy we were going to take. That's awesome. So we had a chance to talk to um, Raymond today and Kelly and asked them some offensive line questions. So now, sir, asking you, what's your thought on the O-line this year? Last year, anomaly. Yep. This, this year is going to be much stronger. Yeah, a little bit in their defense. Now, they know it. They didn't play up to their capabilities early in the season. I did think they played better later in the year. Not as good as they can play, but better. Um, look, another year under Bernard is going to help him. Um, and I think you can already see, and I think any left tackle that comes into the league early, it's rare to see him dominate. They're going to have moments where it looks a little ugly. Um, and look, even the, even the good ones have moments where it, it looks, I mean, these, these rushers are talented. Um, but our thing coming into the offseason was, okay, let's really evaluate where we're at. Um, we feel Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, and Braden Smith are all top-end players on the O-line in this league. And to have three top-end players on the O-line is not um, – that's not – you usually have two, and then you got a bunch of guys that are, that are solid players. But we feel like we got three top-end players, and they, gotta, they all got to play to their potential and play better, and they know it. Um, we think Will Fries – got better as the season went on, all right? There'll be some competition there with some young players. And then the growth of Bernard. Um, and then we, you know, we drafted a young tackle, you know, from BYU Blake. We think he's got, you know, who he's got upside. He's got to get stronger and bigger. But so far, so good. We like what we've seen. We've got some young interior players. So we got good competition. I, I, I think we'll, we'll play better up front this year. We have to, and I think we will. Now let me run a follow-up on that with 
the drafts and, and the rookies, they've all got traits. Some are good, some are bad. How do you highlight the good traits, and how do you get rid of the bad traits that you don't want them carrying around? So there's no, like, there's not a perfect, like, every player has a strength, and everybody, every player has a weakness, everyone in the league. And so that's why I think the coaches come into play, and and they 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 put them in position to play to what they're really good at. That's what they do, and I and that'll be fun to watch with Shane and the staff, and defensively too. To you know, what does this guy do well? All right, let's put him in position to do that well. And the things he's not as good at, let's get him better at them. But also, let's not ask him to do the things he's not good at. So you know, if you take a player and He's, he's really good working out of the slide, but all of a sudden he's playing outside all the time when we're not playing to his strengths. So I, I really feel that our staff does a good job of that. You know, every player we draft, we talk through what we think their role will be on the team and how they fit into the offense or into the defense. And then now it's up to getting enough reps, growing. All rookies have growing pains, that's okay. Um, but getting enough reps so we can get them up to speed. Like, they're no longer – like, when you get to – hopefully y'all will be able to hear this. Hey, welcome, hey, welcome to the NFL. Hey, welcome to the NFL. Hey, when you – when there's – there's there's like, when you get to week eight, nine in the season, they're no longer rookies. Like, most of them have played enough to where now they should be growing up and you ought to be seeing the fruits of your labor. So that's it's it's always the fun thing to watch for me is to watch not only the development of the player but the person, like how they grow and mature. Like we forget these are 20, 21, 22-year-old kids that by the time they get to their end of their four-year contract, you know, now they're starting to become really young men, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's – always fun to watch fun to watch maturity both as a player it's fun to watch them achieve you know all their dreams so um that's the rewarding part of what i get to do and it's sometimes it's a little bit of a labor of love but that's okay it's uh it's fun to watch it so we got time for a few more oh yeah i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you run one and i have one more after that awesome so chris at the beginning of the year you were saying you know uh same logo different regime so we have all these new changes, new personnel coming in, all this new coaching staff coming in. What, is, what do you expect in year one with all these new changes going on? Uh, just what, where's your mindset at? Where you want to see this team go? Look, just starting with this year. You want to look. You want to see us. You want to see progress. You want to see us get better. Um, and look, we still have some good players on this football team. I mean, that that probably was the hardest thing about last year. Um, was you know Buckner's still a really good player. Grover Stewart's still a really good player. Pittman's still a really good player. I mean, these are, you know, I mean, I can go down the list. They're all still good players. Um, but you want to, consi- especially during camp, like each and every day, you know, you're, you're not standing still. Like there's, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. So you want to see constant improvement. And I think one of the things that gets lost, because we're such a week-to-week league during the season, like either you're on top of the world or you're, you know, you stink. <laughs> and you got to be able to it's a you got to be able to play it out all the way through and I mean, look we've had seasons where we you know, 18 one and five and you know next thing you know we're on a run uh, even 2021 we didn't make the playoff I remember we were one and four and got to nine and six so mm-hmm. you just got to keep playing keep getting better 
the t- you're never the same team September 10th or whenever September 11th, whenever we start, that you are December 1st. You either worked, you've either kept working and kept growing and kept getting better, you know, or you've declined. And so we want to be a team that each week keeps getting better and keeps putting up, you know, when the other team puts the tape on that, they say, okay, these guys are, these guys are getting better. They play really hard. They're physical. Um, it's going to be a tough out when we play, you know, the Colts. Absolutely. So we're going to, you know, wrap up with this one. So this is kind of a fun question. So you, you draft these guys, you bring them in as free agents, and you kind of get to know them. You know their personality. So I would say if you had to say, who is the personality on the team? Like who's the comedian? Who's the guy that just, you know, he's always making jokes and just getting crazy <laughs> in meetings. breaks all the tension. <laughs> yeah, breaks the tension. Let's say that. Well, juice-wise, Darius, mm-hmm. like you can feel, like just having Darius back, you can feel it in practice. You know, he's the he's the real juice juice guy. I don't know if we have like a real guy. We got a it's a interview. We got a pretty serious group, you know. But I would tell you, Darius is the one that like he's the he's the juice guy, man, and he brings it. You know, each and every day he's got a personality. I think some of our rookies, they're, they're starting to come out of their shell a little bit. It'll be interesting. I mean, like, I think Josh Downs has got a little, probably a little something to him. It'll be fun to watch. He's got personality and and, and swag and, 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 a, and a strong belief in who he is and his talent. Um, so it'll be fun to watch these younger kids as we as we come through this. Chris, what you see there, we have a bottle for you that we're going to have you christen our RV. All right, let's do it. We parked out there, so, you know, Chris the Christmas. And we Matt, have... Matt, let us bring it down to the <laughs> I can't believe you didn't let him park it right here. We also have a gift for you. So, last year we did this. We were kind of just our own independent um, cells, but now we're with the Sick Podcast Network. Okay. So, that's a growing thing, and we wanted to give you a gift from awesome. Sick. Awesome. Thank you. So, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate yeah, thank you. That's actually a shirt you can wear without Matt getting on it. Oh, that a boy. Yeah. I'll wear it. <laughs> I got you. No, that other one. I like the same, but I can't. Yeah, hey, I got to be careful. Well, thank you, Chris. It's thank been an y'all. honor, man. Thank you so thank much, you. Chris. Thank you Definitely. so much. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.